guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. Man, we got ourselves a lecture. Oh my god, it has been a while since I've actually broken down one of these. And we are going to be discussing the origins of tea. Now, I do believe at some point I probably had posted this. Uh, maybe between January and March of this year. But now, the coaching has changed. And it has gotten unbelievably better. So, with that being said, people, let's dive into this and... Again, to be honest with you, I'm very, very excited for my student because um, she took the practice test and she only got like a six or a seven in reading and listening. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, what happened? She's like, my kids. I'm like, oh, OK, well, that ain't too bad. And so we ended up doing practicing. And to be honest with you, she's able to get like a nine out of ten correct. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> All right. And so with that being said, and, you know, even to put that into perspective, I've said this before. And I was talking to my two new students from Korea. And it's crazy because the girl who's only 15 is getting a 103 in TOEFL. And I'm like, man, how the hell? And it's crazy because she needs like a 115. But then I'm just like, man. It's crazy because what makes the what makes the folks out there in Korea so different from, of course, everyone who's taking the test in America. All my dentists, everybody. The only people that actually got unbelievable score. Actually, there have been quite a few. Angela, Jayla, um, oh my God, who else? There have been a few of them that have gotten unbelievable scores nonetheless. But I still kind of just say to myself, man, how is this? This doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And so that's why, you know, <clears throat> I was like, you know what, this is the, the, the greatest part of being able to take your tests out there in Korea because you guys, you guys do everything by the book. There is no corruption involved. For some reason, the United States is absolutely plagued with rampant corruption with these ETS testing scores. So I've told my students, I said, man, y'all should take the chest in Taiwan or Japan or South Korea. You know, even here in, Th uh, in Thailand. Well, I trust Thailand more than I trust America, but still. But nonetheless, people, <clears throat> let's dive into this bad boy, shall we? All right, let's go. Three, two, this is going to be a lecture, okay? So three, two, and one. Listen to part of a lecture in a world history class. World history. Now, according to Chinese legend, the first person to drink tea was a Chinese emperor who lived nearly 5,000 years ago. This emperor was... Oh, you could call him an amateur scientist. And he wisely required all drinking water to be boiled for hygiene. So once, uh, when visiting some distant part of his empire, he noticed that a breeze had blown some leaves into his pot of boiling water. And these leaves turned the water kind of brown. So, well, would it be your first impulse to drink this? Probably not. But he thought the resulting brew smelled pretty good. And in the name of science and discovery, he tasted it. And the practice of drinking tea was born. <laughs> well, a good story. But actually, we cannot say with any certainty just who first discovered how to make tea. We can be confident, though, that the Chinese have been using it in some form for close to 5,000 years. And from those earliest times, more and more tea was cultivated to meet the growing demand, and tea became an important part of the economy of China. In fact, it was formed into sort of bricks and used as a common type of currency for trade. 
But its effect on Chinese culture was even more profound. Tea became extremely popular in China, and scholars even wrote works discussing how to grow tea, prepare it, drink it, really championing tea. One of them saying it was like the sweetest dew of heaven. Now, recommendations like this could only add to its huge popularity there. But tea was also spreading throughout Asia. In Japan, perhaps even more than in China, tea became a major cultural symbol and one of refinement, of etiquette and aesthetics. Um, well, best seen in the traditional Japanese tea ceremony, which is still performed today. This is an intricate formal ritual, a ceremony that can take hours to complete. Clearly, tea became not just a beverage in Japanese culture, but much, much more. Tea eventually got to Western Europe after European traders, uh, mainly Portuguese and Dutch, brought the first small commercial shipment of tea back to Europe. Unfortunately, it was mostly just treated as a curiosity, since no one knew quite how it was supposed to be used. A few had some pretty strong opinions, though. One German doctor wrote a book saying tea was harmful, actually poisonous. But at about the same time, another doctor uh, from Holland wrote another book calling tea a miracle cure for just about everything. Who to believe? So, anyway, tea didn't really catch on in Germany or France as something just to enjoy drinking. They seemed to prefer coffee. But England did take to tea, and to an extent that nobody could have foreseen, such that even today we tend to associate England, uh, Great Britain, with tea. And, uh, well, a bit of perspective. At the start of the 18th century, almost nobody in England drank tea. But by the end of it, almost everybody did. By the 1750s, official records show tea imports up from almost nothing to about 20 million kilos. And those records didn't even begin to account for all the tea smuggled into the country illegally to avoid paying taxes. And as for reasons for the popularity of tea there, well... Tea first became fashionable after the King of England married a Portuguese princess who loved tea. And pretty soon, more and more people started copying her and drinking tea. Later, when a direct trade route was established between China and England, the supply of tea greatly increased. Most important, though, tea drinking became sociable. And uh, although coffee houses or taverns were generally considered to be for men only, tea shops became places where women could come and even bring their families. And soon there were tea parties, uh, books on tea etiquette, and even tea gardens, parks filled with lights and walkways and, and venues for musical performances, places where people of all social classes could go to drink tea and socialize. By the end of the 18th century, all classes of English society drank tea, from royalty to common workers. Tea became a staple of everyday life, part of the common culture, and uh, traditionally considered by many the very mark of being English. Ooh, what do you think? What do you think, Molly? I was a little hard. Okay, but the thing is, let's check, let's look at the background. There are different errors, eras, not errors, but eras 
that were presented throughout this audio. And to be honest with you, it starts with the Chinese 5,000 years ago, blah, 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 blah. Shifts to Asia, goes to Japan, talk about a cultural symbol, etiquette. Japanese tea ceremony would take hours to complete. Then it went to Western Europe. First shipment, curiosity. German doctors said it was evil. Dutch doctors said it was the best. Okay, German doctors said devil. Dutch doctors said heaven. Okay, <laughs> God. All right. And then fans, they prefer coffee, but England, blah, 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 blah. And it went all the way down in terms of the details. Okay. So what, okay. Here? what we have to do and understand is like, okay, what is the main purpose of this lecture? To give reasons for the rise in popularity of tea drinking in England. It's not just England. To trace the historical development of tea drinking around the world. To contrast Asian tea drinking practices to European ones. Or to show why drinking tea developed into a formal cultural ritual. I go more for the B. B. Excellent. To trace the historical development of tea drinking around the world. I don't Molly. But what notes did you write? About for everything? No, no, no. no. Nah, we'll do that in the next question. Fuck it. Let's keep it going. All right. Number two, what is the professor's opinion about the origin? Okay. The origin of tea drinking. Now, this is what it comes down to with your notes. What did you write down at the very beginning in regards to the origin of tea drinking? What did you write down? Come more from the Chinese. How many tea? Uh, um, 250,000 years ago. 250,000 years ago? 250,000, uh-huh. That, that, that's a lot. Two, oh, no. Two, 250,000, yes. Hell no. That's a lot. 5,000 years ago, Marley. Five? Damn. 250,000 years ago? I don't think humans existed. <laughs> and I think human beings have only been existed for about, what, 10,000, 15,000 years, if I'm not mistaken. 250,000 years? I'm pretty sure motherfucking saber-toothed cats and the motherfucking woolly mammoths were still alive back then, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Bro, the you think the woolly mammoths and the saber-toothed tigers were drinking tea? No, I'm kidding. Okay, all right. So 5,000 years ago. But we're talking about the origin. All right, we're talking about the origin of tea. She said that the Chinese believed that they created, but, but what? Say, she say about the ASEAN, ASEAN Japan. Uh-uh, you're going too far down. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Look at the yellow. Look at the yellow that I highlighted on my document. It okay. says that an emperor, blah, 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 and all these different things. And then next, you know, she says, it's a good story, but no one knows who actually discovered it. She can't say who discovered first. No one can say who discovered first. And so that's exactly what we are aiming for in our answer. 
No one knows who discovered T first. Then the number D. B, D, when? D. D, answer, C. Because I wrote down good story, can't say who discovered it, we were able to answer that. See what I mean? So this is why yeah. you gotta be, and, and this is why the note taking and you practicing, this is why it's the most important. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Okay, next one. The professor discusses the role of tea in Japan and England. What does she emphasize as an important effect that tea had in all three countries? Now check this out. Remember, I put a main idea China, I put a main idea Japan, and I put a main idea England at the at uh, at the bottom. Now, the important effect that it had in all three countries. Well, in Chinese, it talked about the culture. In Japan, it talked about the culture, and then in England, it talked about the number D. You said D? Yeah. The use of tea supported the existing class structure? Did they talk about class structure in China and Japan? No, no. Only was in, in French and England. But you see, I wrote down culture in China and culture in Japan. So do you think it revolves around the culture? Which answer has culture? The business. Efficient business because the economy grows. Okay, the tea trade led to more efficient business practices. Did it talk about business practices in China? Did it talk about business the practices? Economy grow. I I. But did it talk about business? But the economy is business, no. But did it talk about business? Did oh, but down business. rituals, rituals, both are doing rituals. Take the tea like a ritual. Stayed long time. Okay. Hours. Now, if you look at B, improve the health of people in all three countries. Yeah. Now, but did it say anything about improving the health in all the health? countries? No. No. How about B? Tea drinking became a part of each country's cultural identity. Mm. Yes, I prefer that. There it is. See, I was trying to point out at the very beginning, well, in China, I wrote down effect on culture. Japan, it was used as a cultural symbol, etiquette, aesthetics. And in England, obviously, it is, in fact, their entire culture. That's why I saw culture, culture, culture. And answer, C, it said cultural identity. Because I see a recurrence of the word culture and culture and culture, based on my notes, I'm going to choose C. Yeah. This is why those buzzwords, those content words are very important. Because if you looked at your notes in China and then Japan and England, there's a recurrent in regards to either cultural ritual, identity, what the entire thing is about, this is exactly what we are aiming for. And so you have to be very careful because you went from D, 
You chose A. Is it from A? You chose B? Is it from B? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, let's keep it going. According to the professor, why was she not popular? And guys, that is the end of this amazing podcast. Thank you so much. Again, I had to cut it a little bit short because I actually post this video on my Instagram. So make sure you follow me so you can actually see the video and see what my note taking looks like and everything. Uh, but yeah, we only did three questions, although we did a total of five. Uh, I had to cut this one short because I can't add more than 15 minute videos on my Instagram or there's always an error. So with that being said, make sure you follow me over there. Make sure to reach out to me and I'll be seeing you guys in the next podcast over and out.